The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome to the Christine Uptrich Show here on KKNW AM 1150 in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world. I'm so excited that you're joining us here today, and I'm going to tell you why here in a minute. But before we go any further, I want to say hello to the master of the technology behind this right now, Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Hi there. Thank you for showing up for this. And uh, thank you, Benny, after the fact for for helping to air this. We're doing a pre-record today, and I'm so excited about this show. Um, I, I have to tell you, of all the people I like to talk to, and there's so many, and, and I, I'm so blessed. Right now, at this moment in time, the top on my list happens to be with us today. He has this amazing perspective of what's going on in the world. And he's also probably the most famous channeler in the world. And combining that deep wisdom with the reality of what's, what's happening in our physical realm is something that is very beneficial right now. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited about our guest today. Our guest today is the channeler of Cryon, Lee Carroll. Now, um, Lee channels the Earth's magnetic master, Cryon. Um, he's the author of many, many books, Cryon books, Indigo Children books, and he's, his, his books have been printed in something like 24 different languages around the world. He's channeled Cryon to the United Nations on multiple occasions, and um, it's interesting because he comes from this rational background. He got a degree in business and economics. Um, he was an audio engineer for many years with his own business. And then after an unusual <laughs> series of events, he began to channel Cryon. And Cryon has great wisdom. And Cryon has predicted many things that have already occurred. And he's had some things to say about what's going on here in 2020. I'm so grateful to have our guest here today, Lee Carroll. Hey, Lee. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. I, you, heard, you said something that was so funny when you said I'm the most famous channeler in the world. You know what that means is I'm those... I'm, and the, I am the most famous strange person in the world. <laughs> and I don't really think that's so. But uh, it's interesting, you know, when you put it into perspective of what that really means. Right. Well, it, it's, funny. It, it's funny, Lee, because um, years ago, before I went into energy healing, um, I heard a voice tell me multiple times, you're a healer. And after dealing with kind of wrestling with my, my ego, like I'm not worthy to do that sort of thing, you know, and getting through that, I thought, but I could never dress like that. You know, thinking that healers had to be a certain way, right? The flowy oh, yeah. skirts and the, and the ankle bracelets and, and the aroma of, um, of jasmine. And, and then I realized that there's something very beneficial to open people up to a greater reality if you're grounded in, um, you know, a, a, a more rational-based 
perspective and a more rational history uh, as opposed to just like coming out of the gate woo-woo, you know? And that's something I really respect about you that you shifted from this rational place, this successful business, and you opened to this wonderful cryon. <laughs> when, when people that happened back then, they say, uh, at what point were you converted to the new age? And I would say that that didn't happen. I am still uh -huh. a rational guy with a man brain. I'm still a nerd. Uh, right. And what happened is that um, God got bigger for me. And everything got uh -huh. bigger. I realized we did not have the whole story. And uh, that's where it started. Yeah, and I really love that perspective because to me, um, I know some people really love to think of spirituality and, and this other realm as this big mystery. To me, it's just science that hasn't been explored or proven yet. So, okay, I'd love to get your perspective, Lee, as a human living through COVID-19, what it's been like. Because I know that when this was happening, you were teaching up in Iceland. Tell us a little bit about what unfolded. We normally go on tours in, in uh, foreign countries, and Iceland was uh, one place we'd never been before. It took about 100 people up there uh, for maybe uh -huh. a 10-day tour with uh, Shaloha Productions, which does our tours. And it was awesome. And halfway through, this happened. In fact, one of the things that was, uh, was really significant is that they closed the United States for anybody but citizens, and some of the other countries were closing. And uh, many of our attendees, we worried whether they even get back or not. Um, uh -huh. Iceland is just an awesome, awesome, awesome place. We want to go back. My, my partner, um, Monica, um, had to stay there. She's there now because she couldn't get back in the United States because they wouldn't. Um, she has a legal visa, but they she was not a U.S. citizen, and she couldn't get back to Australia where she lives because they closed the border. So she is still there. Oh. All of this we to uh, to resolve now, but that's really where we were when all this happened. We got okay. out and. Um, in, on uh, Icelandic air, got into Boston with 14 people on the airplane. They took our temperature when we arrived. You know, here we uh -huh. go. So. Yeah. You know, uh, I never expected us to, to go here. I, I, I've been yeah. feeling for a while that something big was coming. Um, and I know that Kryon's talked about that, and we'll talk more about that. But it, it's come as a bit of, of a surprise to a lot of people even in this alternative realm, you know, people who are open to the, the bigger picture. And yet, on some level, it makes a lot of sense. Tell us a little bit about what Kryon had said about this year and, and what Kryon had predicted that's been coming true. The, the, um, I would say the predictions of Kryon is not, we don't like to call them predictions. It's, it's more of what Kryon has said even from the beginning. <clears throat> and the biggest one has been the changes after 2012. And he's continued to say now for 31 years, as I've been doing this up to 2012, what, what, um, what's going to happen? And he even calls it the new normal. And after 2012, he said, look to things that you never would expect. And this is where we are. And if you take a look at where we are and you start itemizing what has happened, what is happening after this, you start to realize this is significantly different because there's no model for this. Right. Um, there's, there's nothing, not even a war, 
would have done this to us. In fact, a war would have would have devastated everything. It didn't. The economy or whatever. People are are starting to do modeling on what's going to happen afterwards. And I just laugh because what model exactly are they going to use? Yeah. Uh, and, and and the ones that really I, I get entertained with is the uh, because I have a degree in economics are all those people who are saying, well, this is awful and we're going into the depression and it's going to last for years and all that. There is no model for this. The stock market was not destroyed. What Uh is going to happen is a, uh, first of all, we are at zero. We went to zero in order to go to a place that even psychologists and psychiatrists tell you, you've got to go to if you're in fear or anxiety or dysfunction or things are not working. A psychiatrist will tell you, look, we gotta, you get, get off the grid, stop the phone calls, stop the internet, all these things, go walk in the forest and come back in a week and say, you're, all of this stuff, you got to drop it in order for you to reevaluate what's going on in your life in order to uh, get out of the anxiety and the fear. And right. if you take a look at that, every single aspect, when you're talking about economics, personal, you're talking about politics or whatever, is going to have to start again in a new way. Right. And you can, you can call it whatever you want to, but this is a reboot. And it's, it's, when I say there's no model for this, watch, because when we start coming back, you're going to see certain kinds of things that are not operating the way they were before because we got a chance to see what doesn't work. Take a look at, for instance, what may even happen, the statistics you're going to see perhaps for relationships or all these things when – and they realize, oh, yeah. okay, this isn't working. And I always knew it wasn't working. Yeah. So when this is over, you know, we're going to change things. And that has to do with, with everything. It's not just personal. It has to do with, with politics. It has to do with business. When we reopen, they're saying that a lot of the stores won't reopen. And Cryon actually channeled. That's because there were too many stores. In other words, uh-huh. yeah. the economics, the systemic issues we had couldn't be resolved with the bloating we had. A lot of people said we were headed for economic disaster. There's books about that. Now we're taking a look at this reboot. We're coming back with those systemic things altered. There's no model for this. And when we start coming back, you're going to see some things you didn't expect. The the economy is ready to come back. And one of the things I found so fascinating is, um, although some people have seen you know, some of the great dysfunction in our world. And I'm thinking specifically about in our country. I think that this whole pandemic is illuminating for us in in very clear ways that cannot be like, you know, propaganda, propagandized in, in one way or another. It's like, it's just truth laying out there. And it's indicating that, um, we can't go back to the same normal and, and accept it because we know that it's not functional and it's not sustainable. And I think about, you know, how you talked about some stores closing. Um, yeah, we've, we've been into over consumerism for so long and that's not sustainable yes. on our planet. No. And you know, you might ask, well, why did they open in the first place? That's a whole different story. And I can answer that too, because I know, you know, we've studied this is that they get on a, a, a tread wheel uh, in, in a corporate way of opening things and doing things, even without a sustainable model to do it. Uh-huh. And suddenly they're bloated. And then they have to realize you know, with the economy, even the best economy we've had, you start to see all these closings. You knew something was up even then. 
So when we come back, it's going to be lean and mean. Uh, also, can I just mention, because I'm on my soapbox, and I don't want to go too far in this because every interview I've ever done, but also you're going to see our news media is broken. Uh, all they're doing is giving you fear and anxiety. Turn off the television, will you? Yeah. This has to be fixed. There, there's going to be a comeuppance. There's going to be a, an evaluation of, of how they have scared us to death. They haven't given us hope. They haven't given us the truth. Every single media outlet I've seen does not give us the finish line. They just, here is the infected. Here's the death. Let's move on and talk about how awful it is. And I want to say, where is the recovery column? 99% of every single virus case recovers, 99%. I want to wow. see the recovery stats. They're yeah. not there. I want to see and, hope, it's not there, you know? It's interesting to me because, Lee, um, oh gosh, probably about 15 to 20 years ago, I got direct guidance, inner guidance, that I was to stay away from the news. And then back mm -hmm. in 2017, I got guidance to pay close attention to the news. And so for me, I was, I was starting to see some of the things that were being illuminated in terms of the government corruption and things. And, and I, I don't really understand why it was I was supposed to pay attention. But once the pandemic, pandemic started and I started to continue watching some of the bits of shows that I'd watched before, I've had to turn it off because yeah. it really isn't showing the bigger picture. And it isn't at all, no. Yeah. They compete, um, they compete with each other for how bad things are so they can sell things. This is a, what do you say? I, I'm not, I, I don't want to make the news wrong. I'll just say that you're in a paradigm of consumerism we've always been in. You have an entertainment show that you call the news and you never change it. This <laughs> was serious. This yeah. was serious and we're in trouble. The whole earth wants to hear hope, good news. At the same time, truth. Thank you. But yes. there are two sides to all of this. We only got one. Uh-huh. And when thinking about truth, you know, what, I've, I've seen a wide array of perspectives on how this developed, how COVID-19 occurred. Um, and before we get into the bigger picture of how this serves us, has Cryon said anything about, um, you know, where this came from? Did it just like jump from a bat in a bowl of soup to a human or was there something else? Yes, he did. And I don't, I'm not, you know, crying has never been a conspiracy thing. And he's been very cloaked in, in what he said. But he says it will be coming out. This uh, was a, you know, uh, the virus is natural. It's come from animals. Mm -hmm. um, it was in the lab, but he says it didn't just get out. He said it was released. And he didn't say on purpose. And he says it was totally accidental, uh -huh. but it shouldn't have been where it was. And now we're starting to get into some things on the news where even some government officials are saying the truth. So it's going to um, show itself inappropriate release. And it was not to, um, you know, to uh, on purpose to change the world and get us right. sick. It was just uh, stupid and careless and it shouldn't have been where it was. And this is where you're going to find these things out. This is what Crian said while he was in Iceland. He uh -huh. said... Um, the virus is not political. Take a look at where it went first. Take a look at the countries that were infected mm -hmm. first. And uh -huh. it's going to give you a good idea of who might have had it inappropriately. <laughs> yeah. And, and that makes sense. And I know that there was, um, oh, what do they call that, the research where they, they take a virus and they try to advance it um, yeah. to, to see 
how it's going to behave, you know, for the purpose of science yeah, that, and maybe protecting and also, people. Uh, you know, it's a derivative of, not derivative, but, you know, it's related to SARS. We have, we have the same kind of labs that China has. We're doing the same thing China is, but the idea is to find out if there's a, where it's going to go and if we can have a, if we can have a vaccine. I mean, this is, this is why you would have these kinds of labs, folks. That's uh -huh. the idea, not to weaponize things. That's the idea. And China has had that lab for dozens of years. It's, it's not sure. a mystery. But it's not supposed to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know that the whole issue about vaccines are controversial as well because um, I think the vaccines have retroviruses in them and of course they've got to other toxins as well and that can cause all sorts of issues. And I think that there are many people who think, oh, well, vaccine, it's, you know, we're going to eradicate it that way and then things will get back to normal. What's your perspective, Lee, on um, how we sort of... <clears throat> how we sort of get to our new normal where people can be healthy and thrive. There is, um, there's a channel just given and I, I think, I'm sorry, I don't remember. There's so many we do that yeah. this has actually been addressed and crying said, we are so used to going to the outside, getting a vaccine. We want the pill, mm -hmm. not understanding. First, first of all, you do understand, don't you, that whenever this vaccine comes along, um, it's good for maybe this year, but yes. what happens is the, the virus mutates. It'll, it uh -huh. may not be good for the next wave. Right. The viruses right. seem to surface about every seven years or whatever it is, SARS, all these, and you realize uh -huh. they mutate. So whatever you've got today, and we have this Band-Aid idea uh -huh. because we've grown up with it. You have an ailment, you take a pill. You have something, right. whatever. And Krynas says, <laughs> You understand that the approach should be this. What can you do naturally with your immune system so you simply won't get it no matter what? Right. And that is the, the thrust of today. There is, if I can give you, uh, if you just a little, uh, this would be advertising, but it's not for free. Crime.com slash uplift. Okay. Well, to a page on for the soul with free videos. And one of those is Dr. Todd Avakati has given you Every day, off the, uh, over the shelf stuff that will boost your immune system that mo mm -hmm. nobody's talking about, because people are looking for the drug. They're not they're looking right. not looking to boost the immune system. I predict that we'll have a situation where there'll be an aha, where the thrust will be our immune system, so we won't catch stuff instead of the outside uh, vaccines and pills and all of these things that we have always gone to. I mean, what a concept! How yeah. about we stop it? before it starts. And that also is a very um, positive way of dealing with it because if we're automatically protected through our own you know, natural immune system, then what do we have to fear? We have an immune system that's never seen this before. Hmm. And so we are not uh, aware of some of the things that perhaps we should have been taking that are natural, that uh -huh. will boost an immune system so it would not near, be near as vulnerable the, even the new things. This is, this is where we're coming from. An yeah. immune system that was so strong that it's, gonna, it's going to react. Now, would it catch the flu? Maybe. But it's not going to be the killer flu. And that's the difference. Um, right. We may, still, we may have a flu season, but not a killer flu season. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I know Dr. Todd is great. And, um, you know, it's, it's wonderful that you did that interview with him. And, and it's on your website. But can you 
for the purpose of the, our listeners right now, can you just talk about a couple of the things that he suggested to boost our immune system? I wish I could, but he is so smart and, and there's so much <laughs> that he said. <laughs> so what we did, what we did was is to create a document that outlines everything he talked about, oh, gives all of the chemistry, and it is available. And it's uh, on when you watch his program, the URL for the document is there, so you can go to it uh, on Great. the internet and see what he's talking about and see item by item. That's that's great. Yeah. Okay, so I, you know, I, I don't follow many channelers. I just have to be honest about that. I've found that um, I, I have to be careful because I want to keep my own natural channel open. Um, but I do listen to, to several of your channel, your channelings. And I love the fact that you put them on your website for free. Mm -hmm. So anybody can access these things on cryon.com, uh, which I think is wonderful. Can I just so, tell you, uh, I'll just open a subject um, and then it'll be very, it's just a soundbite, crying.com slash free audio, uh -huh. hundreds of them, hundreds of hours since 2005, all free, you don't have to even leave an email, just all free. But what has happened is that I stayed away from YouTube in the beginning uh, and I realized that it's really, it's really captured the crowd. There's thousands of these things that I, on YouTube that I've never put there. Uh -huh. People are they're monetizing them. They're giving oh, um, no. yeah, placards where they say, you know, the end of the world is here. And then you, you go in and it's crying, talking about something else completely. And there's an ad. Uh. Uh, we're going to clean that up, folks. And I'm just to tell you, we're working on it and I'm aware of it. And we're going uh -huh. to go to YouTube in a uh, integrity way. Great, great. And I'm just starting to get these shows and some of my own work up on YouTube as well. It's, you know, it, it <laughs> Yeah, maybe a little behind, but it's what yeah. people like to watch. Yeah. And also, can I tell you something And you said, and um, I just want to echo it, is that um, years that? ago, I was told by Cryon, don't read other metaphysical material, any of it. Oh, interesting. Because there's, yeah. no delete, yeah. there's no delete key in your brain, uh -huh. and so you want to stay pure. You just said the same thing in so many words a moment ago. Yeah. And at one point, I got I, I got guidance to stop reading those books. And of mm -hmm. course, now doing the show, you know, I'm reading just about at least one book a week. Um, yeah. But I've I'm also far more discerning now. I think that that there's it's kind of like being an impressionable kid versus being a less impressionable adult when you've yeah. gone through your own maturation process, um, yes. sort of on the psycho spiritual realm. Then you can have the proper boundaries. You can, you can discern, you know, what, what fits and what doesn't. Um, okay. so yeah, I, I had that same advice of, of, you know, not paying attention to that other stuff. It's, it's, um, but it's hard for people to do because people yearn, they're seeking as opposed to allowing and paying attention. And there's a, there's a big difference between the, the attachment versus just sort of allowing things to come. So Lee, uh, I know that Cryon talks a lot about this, <laughs> I hate to say this, but the new, new age that we're heading into. What are some of the positive things that Cryon suggests we're opening to? We're opening to evolution. And it's an evolution that was brought forward years and years ago in 99, I think that uh, <clears throat> Jan Tober and I wrote the Indigo Children book. It's the beginning of watching an evolution that nobody expected. Uh, it's an evolution 
of human consciousness and human nature. Human nature has always been thought of as static. It never moves. This is what it is. And I mean, that's what's taught in schools. This is human nature, period. And that's right. because it never has changed in eons. Suddenly, since 2012, it has. And not only that, as it has, but we're starting to see it just in society. I, I could give you chapter and verse, but I'll just tell you, what about the Me Too movement? How long has this been going on? I want to ask you, every woman, how long has this been going on? What have you done? All noticed? of my life, uh, yeah. All of your life. Well, how about your grandma's life? How about her grandmother's yes. life and her grandmother's life? It's the way of it. It's human nature and nobody ever got ahead. No woman could ever speak out for all the reasons that never, ever changed, even through our lives. And bam, suddenly it's opening up. What about the abusive children in the church? Suddenly it's opening up. There's something happening. There's an integrity issue that is starting to raise to the future, to the, to the a place where it's okay. That is a change of the paradigm of human nature, of life. It's relationships, human to human. We haven't had that expected war for 75 years. We're supposed to be dead by now. If you look yeah. at scripture, if you take a look at uh, Nostradamus, we're not supposed to even be here. Something uh -huh. has happened. So this is the evolution of what Krina says, in effect, the way we do politics, the way we react to each other. And that is also going to be reflected in something else, inventions. Here they come. Uh -huh. I want to tell you, Crian uh, has talked about things that we need, we really need right now for, I would say, decades. And he's talked about it, about the electricity production and the grid. He's talked about growth. He's talked about the desalinization of water all with magnetics and people have actually come forward and says this is really stupid it's a, it's fake it'll never happen i mean when you talk when, when crying talks about the fact that we're close to no more batteries i mean things something's happening wow. something wow. big is happening there's a show that i just did it's i'm editing it now if you if you uh remember this crying.com uplift that show is going to be on here and it's going to talk about the reality of those inventions that are happening right now most people don't even know about it being manufactured right now most people don't know about it and it's extremely cryonesque and the people who are doing it actually got together because they heard crying channels so that's this is exciting something oh that, that, is that exciting. gives me chills exciting. can you can you imagine having uh, a small unit on the top of a building that supplies all of its electricity Lee, I'm so excited about the good news, uh, the, the technological advances, the evolution of human nature. I mean, that's, that's huge. Uh, what other good news do you have for us based on your assessment of what's going on and, and Cryon's teachings? I think the best news is uh, we really do have intern, I'm, I'm, not, I'm speaking your language, we have uh, internal resources uh, to get out of fear and anxiety and heal ourselves. Uh -huh. And we are not really accepting that. It's been around a very long time and metaphysical pe people have, ta have taught this forever. But the evolution uh, also is not just our consciousness, it's going to be also within our immune system, also within revelations of things that we can do for ourselves that we've never known before. And especially uh -huh. right now, People are in trouble. They're they're in, they're in, they're in fear. We yeah. can talk about oh, the future all you want to. You can talk about the future, but they're in fear now. They're, people are um, worried. Um, they are um, in anx anxious. 
So right this minute, um, Karin is, is talking about grasping on to something. It's time. Maybe now you go to zero, maybe now. And that is that around us, we have help and we Oh, we don't have to go someplace for it. We're trapped in our homes. So you can't even go to the doctor and you can't even go to the, the one, the, the self-help person. There is help around us totally. There's a number of ways, Crying has says, that you can go quiet and find it. It's almost like, honestly, your own soul had its hand out saying, you know, when, when are you going to realize that the veil is just you? <laughs> it's your yeah. attitude, your perspective uh-huh. of where that wall is, where you can't go. And it's available. And so this is the kind of thing. There's a lot of benevolence here, a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have to go to this place or we, we only go to this place when we're kind of, push there. I think about people who have health crises. You know, I had my own decades ago and it kind of pushed me in a different direction and allowed me to get to this place of shifting my perspective, getting to this place of allowing instead of control, control, control. And now I think about how, you know, we realize we don't really have the kind of control we thought we did. And (laughs) our (laughs) expectations have to change or else we're just going to be so sad and so frustrated. So how do we shift in a way that allows us to move forward in a, in a positive way that helps us create a new normal that is filled with more of what we want? Like when we really get down to the, the human connection, the spiritual connection, the, the abundance that is here on our planet, um, how, how do we head that direction when we're in a place of fear? It's a, it's got to happen with a um, perception shift. This is something we have to work on. And I will give you the, uh, one of the, the ideas that par- uh, the crown has given, even in this, a couple of the parables, he said that you expect things every single day based upon what has happened in the past. Right. And what that does is to paint a picture that, you expect, and therefore you actually create. Now, this is a tough call. If you don't believe in some of these metaphysical principles, then, you know, you might as well just leave the show. But I'll tell you, there is scientific evidence now that we, what we think actually may change the things that are chance around us. I'm talking about real evidence of this. And so what you expect and what you create, it's like you're writing a menu. What's going to happen to you today? I'm going to get up. I'm going to be depressed. Bad things are going to happen. The news is going to tell me stuff. My partner is going to be angry. The kids are going to be angry, whatever. It's same old, same old. It's just what happened yesterday. Woe is me. And that's a menu. And then you wake up and think of some angel going and says, well, here's what you ordered. And that's what you live. What if your menu now is different? What if you're going to order new things? So what I'm talking about is you literally the day, the night before you go to sleep, say tomorrow, I expect benevolence tomorrow. I expect good things tomorrow. Are you ready for this? I'm going to work with my inner child, the kid that remembers happiness and good things. And I am going to be an example for my family. Can, Can I also tell you something else that's controversial? 
Yes, please. All right, with you? Please. All right. <laughs> Anytime. And I, and I hope my audio doesn't cut out. Yeah. I think that in, in America, in Canada, in, in, in our culture, that this is falling hard, mostly harder on the women than the men. And that's and because that? suddenly the women are, uh, they have the kids at home, they may have to homeschool, they're cooking more, people may be, families may be coming together. They're responsible for what all they always were, even if it's a working woman. Now you're at home, you've uh -huh. got perhaps a partner who's worried about their job, they're depressed, and it just gets worse. So uh, what, what I'm suggesting is for the women to do probably have to be the ones to first ones to see this perception and set a standard. The kids will notice, your partner will notice, all this stuff. What if you started um, uh, an attitude shift where you didn't expect bad things? You know, it's, it's hard to be depressed when you're with somebody who's not. You, you yeah. probably, if you're in a relationship, you realize you help each other. If somebody is there and has done, they're not depressed, it helps you. Uh, mm -hmm. You go to a doctor for this, it helps you. You watch yes. a funny show and you laugh, it helps you. Uh -huh. This is what we're speaking of. So you change your perception and your attitude about your reality. What do you expect? What's your menu going to be tomorrow? And this is how I've lived for all of these years. I know my reality has shifted. Can I, can I just also tell you... Um, Something I tell my people, you talk about controlling your own reality and your uh -huh. own future. I do this for a living. I travel. I go, I, you know, I'd be in Seattle with you now. Right. I can't. Right. We do uh, 30 shows a year um, in Canada and in the States. I travel to all of them. I go uh -huh. by airplane. I've done this now for 20 years. I have never missed a meeting. What do you think the odds of that are? I travel by air. Yeah. So airplanes don't fly. Weather's in the way. What are the odds? Uh -huh. and, the, and, uh -huh. and what I have always said every single time is I'm going to be there. I know I will because there's always a way to be there. Mm -hmm. I've never missed a meeting. I have written that on my menu, and it's against all odds. Luck has nothing to do with it. Yeah. I have everything to do with it. And this is just a little tiny vignette of what we can do for ourselves and our lives. So, I think sometimes, though, when we create our menu, mm -hmm. there's a, a, a step along the way that some people are very uncomfortable with, and that is we have to begin to face what's really going on in our lives. I think about couples who are quarantined together right now, who've been living <laughs> yeah. these separate lives and really aren't yes. happy together, and suddenly yes. they're having to face yes. this dysfunctional relationship. Or, um, you know, people who, who are sort of emotionally separated from their kids because it's more convenient and they're, they're realizing that they've, they've really missed the connection now that their kids are home. They, they've got something they didn't have before. So how do we move <laughs> forward when we're having to face these, some uncomfortable facts? Yeah, you call it for solution if you want to. I think there's going to be books written later. Uh, um, the virus, meet your children. <laughs> yes <laughs> and there's you know here it comes this is forced solution so when you have multiple solutions to anything worldwide can you see how that might affect all of us 
forced solution. You're not gonna have you're not gonna come out of this the same, folks. If you have got a relationship that doesn't work and this forces you to do one of two things, make it work if it's possible, or get out of it. And so you're going to have to go to places. You can't just go back and have it the same, can you? Do you really want to say, okay, we're dysfunctional, okay, we're the virus is we can go, let's stay dysfunctional? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, some will. But most of us, when things are in front of us that show themselves and come to a head, there are decisions being made. So it's a tough time. But yeah. out of that time is going to come solutions. Imagine the differences right now. I'm going to take a look at the, uh, the, the number of people who are going to come together that never would have in a, in a, in a relationship that they're going to sit down and look at each other and go, this hasn't worked, but I still love you. Uh -huh. How can we make it work? This hasn't worked, but I still love you. Let's not split up. Can we do this? Can we do this? And both of you can. I love this. Yeah, so yeah. One cannot go, no, and slam the door and leave. Uh -uh. Yeah. You're going to have to look at each other in the eye and say, okay, are we still in love or not? And what does that mean? You know, yeah. you look to children differently because now they've yes. met you in a different way. They're with you all the time. Homeschooling yeah. is very interesting. You get into teaching your children something that the teachers and the pros have always done, and here you are doing it. That changes uh -huh. that relationship. Even the it, siblings having together, you know? Yes. Having and to be together. I, I homeschooled one of my two kids, um, and then eventually he was taking classes outside of the home, and by high school, he was in, in high school full time. But um, uh -huh. I was kind of surprised at the, the way other parents didn't have the same kinds of relationships with their children, at least many didn't, people who didn't homeschool. It was like this, this separation, this psychological separation that was there. And people would say, oh, I can't wait till the vacation's over so my kids go back to school. And I'm thinking, I yeah. love my time with my kids. So it's, um, I'm sure that there are people who are being driven crazy right now because they're having to deal with too much, including the demands of teaching their yes. children. Right. But there's also this aspect of, connection and and really when you look at it it's just this fleeting time to while our children are young and then it's you gone know, our society right now especially with um when i'm speaking to uh, younger adults is so interesting you both have to work and the kids go to school and even if you give them activities you're shuttling them around yes and it's the same old same old it's a paradigm that gets you into a rut and you think you're just doing fine, but now you're realizing perhaps when this, when this all gets back to normal and you still both work, how about scheduling a time for all of you to get together and talk or get together and yeah. do something more fun than just shuttling them off to, to learn something right. or whatever's going on. And this is going to bring that to a head because it creates a real healthy relationship. When you're starting to look at your children differently because you're finding yeah. out things, they're smart. <laughs> You know, uh -huh. parents are human in there that has yeah. something to say, you know, and this is what parents are starting to see. And then the relationship between a husband and wife in that where you're both working and you're both uh, shuttling the kids around and doing this, that uh -huh. suffers. It suffers because you don't really have the kind of together time with or without the children. And you might start scheduling that. And that, that is the kindest thing that is so healthy that we may uh -huh. then pull out of this. Um, I'm quite sure there's going to be books written about it and a lot of them. But yeah. that, that is what is forcing us into uh, facing situations that are going to create solution. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, about how um, 
within our educational system, there's been so much focus on learning and performing and less open time for creativity. And I'm thinking that the children are no longer overbooked, probably, you know, being homeschooled. Yeah. It allows this time and space to just be and, and allow their, their creativity to flow as opposed to being on the schedule and, and having to work so hard as opposed to being children and exploring their reality, their inner reality and the outer reality. Well, T, you know, the education profession, uh, they're going through this too. And so they may very well come out with some new ideas. I hope they do um, because they're, they're, they're in the same rut. It's not their fault. They just following the rules. Uh, they have a paradigm that they've always had and uh, they follow. And there's just so, so many teachers that would love to branch out, but they can't. They can't because of the rules of the school or the paradigm that they have to follow. And we know this because we talk to them all the time. And so, um, and it's very interesting. A lot of them are indigos now, which means that yes. they're, they're starting to evolve and they want to make some shifts and changes. It's a really good time when we yeah. come back. Kinds of things uh, work. Before we go any further, Lee, I want to make sure we have a chance to talk about your <laughs> Seattle event. I put it in air quotes, which I was so <laughs> excited that you were going to be in my neck of the woods because I know you come up here like every other year and, and, and I always love to attend. You're offering it to not only Seattleites, but to anybody around the world, right, this weekend? Can you tell well, us a little bit I about just, what's going on? Yeah. Can I just tell you that, uh, you know, we, I have a 2020 program, and, and basically it's the same program, and I go from city to city to city to city and give it. Um, and I'm very aware that it is similar, but we've spiced it up with different speakers and things like that. And uh -huh. for, for the first time, uh, well, I'll tell you what, what we've chosen to do just for those who are watching from Seattle area is we're coming to your town virtually, all right? And we're going to pretend we're there and we're going to be like, for instance, this show is a result of coming to Seattle. And uh -huh. uh, the other things that we have are our host, Paula, a new host is ready to greet and all that, just as though we were there, we're going to put on that, that yeah. exact show. Um, when we do East Coast shows, we're going to do one in, in, uh, for New York soon. Uh, we do it on East Coast time. <laughs> so, but yeah. what is happening is that we, we encourage those in the area who would have come to also then come. And then it seems to be also now open to anybody. And so we're getting a lot of people from uh, overseas. But I ought to tell you the teaching modules that I would do or some of the others do are very, very similar. Some people are coming anyway because they like to because they like the energy, the channeling is always different. So against all odds, we're actually getting some repeats, but it's really basically for you. It's for you and your area and Seattle and everything is happening there. That's the whole idea. It's uh -huh. expanded even more than we thought it would. And we're doing our best to create the very same show, the very same people, plus a couple of perhaps special guests that couldn't normally join us to be uh -huh. there. So it's happening That's this great. weekend. Uh, it's on my site if you want to see the link. And we also, uh, as far as, uh, let's talk commercially, we have something, uh, it's a benevolent pay. It's like a pay what you what you can for some yeah, people. And, and, and I, then I we, love that. I, I yeah. love that. I saw that on your website this morning. Yeah. And we also have, and those who uh, would normally pay the normal price, it's helped support us. It, it gets the free channels online. You know, this is, this is how we make our, our living. Uh, so, there's a whole gamut and that's working as well. So we're trying to um, recognize what's going on here economically, as well as recognize that we can't be there in person. 
and doing our best to give you uh, two days of no virus talk. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure there'll be some questions about it, but in terms uh, of the you know, level perspective. Yeah, your show does that, and the channels uh, talk about it as well. And uh, we do discuss it, but it's not its not like turning on the news. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's yeah. Horrible. But thank you it's for horrible. asking. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cryon.com, K-R-Y-O-N.com. And if you click on events, you can find your way down to the Seattle event. Click on Seattle, and, and you find your way to it. Uh, Actually, yeah, Seattle's the first event because it's the next one. It's in a couple I of know. days. I know it's really exciting, and I'm I'm kicking myself that I didn't go to the Iceland event though because Iceland's on my bucket list. So I think the next time you go to Iceland, I want to be there. We're gonna. We went during the winter because the um, Northern Lights showed themselves more during the winter, and we oh. also realized it was be cold. And I knew it, so I went to Colorado to get cold weather gear because I live in Southern California. Right. <laughs> and they they but it's they glow color, so I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Colorado had it, and I I didn't get as cold as I thought I would, even in uh, uh, well below zero temperatures. As wow. but in the summer, it's still cold, <laughs> but not as cold, and yeah. every bit as beautiful or more. So we're going to go during the summer, maybe in uh, year two. Watch my that site for that. Oh, everything that sounds great. Yeah, and I, I love that you go to all these adventurous places, um, and you do events at Mount Shasta too, which is a little bit more local. And you've been to Israel, and you, you go all over the world. Uh, and I can't think of a more positive way to see the world and to be with like-minded people. And um, you know what, what we're going to do in January, and I think that's far enough away. Something uh -huh. I've always wanted to do. We're going to Cuba. Oh, uh -huh. oh, that's exciting. <clears throat> Americans still really are not allowed to go to, to Cuba on their right. own. And we have a way of doing it uh, through the uh, embassy and with an educational tour. We have to go to certain places and they uh -huh. allow us in. Totally legal as long as we're allied with uh, a specific government agency. We got it all figured out thanks to our, our, wow. our friend Elon Cohen in uh, Shaloha uh -huh. production. Yeah. And so we're going yeah. to Cuba in January. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. Oh, my goodness. I know. Yeah. Okay, so we're having to shift to a new normal. So much is getting illuminated. You know, you, you call it um, forced solution. I love, I love that phrase, Lee. Yeah. For us as individuals, like, you know, the things that you do and the things that I do could certainly, you know, do them remotely. Many people are yeah. going to have to redefine their lives, the redefine their yeah. careers. How would you suggest somebody facing a difficult reality right now uh, choose what they're going to be doing next and choose their direction based on this new normal? It's about uh, something that we teach and also we have a wonderful uh, channeler that I work with, Marilyn Harper, that she teaches as well. Mm -hmm. And that is this, is that we don't expect it, but Part of this thing that I told you about, I've never missed a meeting, I have to have guidance. And the guidance doesn't come from above in, or some an angel who comes down. And I'm uh -huh. not getting it from crying. I'm getting it from my own intuition. Uh -huh. So when you know that there is something called women's intuition, sure. it is more active in a woman than a man. That is biological and scientific and can be proven. I can't believe somebody did a study on it. I don't know what they paid for the study, but I could have told them <laughs> 
women yes, have I know. It's those, <laughs> it's those left right lobe connections that women have more of. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And so what I'm going to say to answer your question is that in this scheme that we call the spiritual scheme that we have, the things that we never were told or the things that we're developing, our intuition can guide us if we trust it. Mm -hmm. And if we say, okay, guidance or spirit or whatever, tell me which direction and then go with the first impression that you have. It's the muscle that uh, we've learned to exercise. I am so proud. I have women's intuition. <laughs> I have ex <laughs> Thank you. I have exercised this muscle enough to develop those kinds of things. Anybody can, any human can. It, and, and the more you exercise this, you, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow, but I will know tomorrow. People hate that. I mean, they hate it. You know, the, the Boy Scout motto is be prepared. <laughs> and so how can you be yeah. prepared when you don't know what you're going to do? If you trust the intuition will guide you there, maybe even last minute, all of a sudden the guidance and the trust that you have almost like it throws a switch. And that switch then lets you uh, see it better, understand it better, and the road appears over and over and over in my life. The road appears. And it's not because I'm super lucky. It's because I've allowed it. I trust it. I expect it. It's part of my menu. So the answer yeah. is intuition. It is there to help us. And think of it. Intuition is connected to the field, to innate, the things that we yeah. cannot perceive in 3D. That's what right. intuition is. It gives you information that you couldn't know. Eh? That's why it's so great. Trust it more. It will guide you to these places that we don't really understand or know. So you're right to be concerned about what am I going to do. But could you relax a minute and say, I don't have to worry about it because when I get there, I'll know. Uh -huh. This is a, a parable of the missing bridge that Karen, that, that Brian gave years and years and years ago. It's the same message. This is a new normal, folks. This is not what you expected. This is you trusting a force, you, your soul, whatever, to guide you to places that are going to work because it sees the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So I hope you, you understand this. And some will say, well, I still don't get it. I understand that it took me as a guy a long time to get it. But when I did, I was so proud that it worked. And it does work. I'm, I write my menu every day. In March, I wrote my menu. I'm going to start a studio. I'm going to get this going. I'm going, to, I'm going to cobble my nerd friends together so we can stream for as long as it takes and do it with quality and find the speakers and, and be able to present good solutions to people on the air, uh, even though I can't go there. And it's worked. Yeah. And so this, this, this was an intuitive, it's just totally intuitive flash I had. Uh-huh. One of the things that I found frustrating is somebody who tries to live sort of with an organic flow. I've got a lot of freedom with my time these days. And, you know, if it's, I feel like writing or I'm going to be working on my website or, you know, suddenly it feels right to go to the, the garden store to get certain plants for my yard. Whatever it is, it's this, this natural flow. I'm feeling a little frustrated because society has certain constraints right now for, yeah. you know, most of us here in the United States. Um, and like going to the garden store, I have to have an appointment. Um, <laughs> I know, I know exactly it's, what you're saying. It's like, right. so it's, it's, it's kind of unnerving for me because I, I can't be in, in the same kind of flow that I once was. Um, 
how do we deal with these constraints of society and still be in that 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 flow, that connection, the 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 choices that we make? We can't because we are constrained, just as you said. This is not normal. It's atypical. We are boxed in. We are rediscovered books. Ta-da! <laughs> you know, <laughs> and people will say, "I discovered Netflix." Or, in other words, uh-huh. there are things that we can now do, perhaps that we only did in our leisure time, that might, you know, help this time when we're constrained. You might do things like you've never done. And I say with books and reading biographies and things that you say, ah, "I'm not really sure." Try it. Get into it. It's good for hours of entertainment and maybe uh-huh. even education. There are many things we can do during this time to help. I'd kind of want to just say, uh, as your teacher today, I'm bored. <laughs> is that right to say it? You know, I, I'm still got things to do, but I can't go. Can I just tell you something funny here in California? Sure. All right. Our governor, four days ago, closed the parks and the beaches. You're a little late, governor. <laughs> you just did this just when we were coming out going, I'm going to go to the park and the beaches. So you're going to have a problem here with our population. California just, they pretty well do what they want. So um, <laughs> we want out. We yeah. want out. We want and, out. And, and we, need, so, we yeah. need the nature. We need to be out in nature. And it's, um, yes, right. And so, I, I've uh, seen like the really crowded beaches and I understand that that's not social distancing. Yeah, but um, you know, there is uh, we are actually adults. We might actually be able to go to the parks and the beaches and not touch each other. Maybe, uh-huh, we, can, right. maybe we can even maintain the six-foot rule. Maybe, uh-huh. if you give us a chance, but right now you're just shutting us out, you know? Uh-huh. So do you think that the scientists are going to find a way to, um, to mitigate this, or do you think that we're going to be forced into a situation where we're, we're going to, it's a forced solution to deal with our own immune system so that we can navigate this? Yeah, well, you're asking whether there's going to be another pandemic. I mean, there's those who say, this one won't stop. There's going to be another wave, and there's going to be another wave. And they're the doom and gloomers. And I'll tell you, they've, these are the ones that the news has sought out. I can just see them in their boardrooms right now. You know, let's get some books to the people who are the ones who predict the worst. Yeah, we eventually probably will have a vaccine for this. It's coming. Then you'll have your choice to take it. But then in the future, what happens when it returns and it's called something else? I think the answer is the immune system. Unfortunately, our, our hour has flown by, Lee. I'm so grateful for the, the positive, uplifting messages you've got. Um, thank you so much for joining us here today. Oh, you're very welcome. And I know we just, we didn't talk about a lot of things, but uh, we talked about enough good things. Yes, yes. And I want to thank you for joining us here today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.